The Tapper Teacher Training is an annual retreat for homeschooling parents, a live in-person gathering that brings together heart-centered homeschoolers from all over the world for hands-on learning, community, connection, and fun. And I'd love to see you at Taproot 2024. We'll gather August 1st through 4th at a camp in Northeastern Ohio for a long weekend of engaging workshops, hiking and yoga, and personal reflection. Taproot gives everyone a chance to experience and practice singing, painting, and building main lessons in order to foster a deeper understanding of the hands-on, Waldorf-inspired approach. A team of experienced homeschoolers offer guidance rooted in each of their family's life to help bring you more joy to yours. This is our 18th year of offering this amazing experience. You can learn more at artofhomeschooling.com slash taproot2024. You're listening to the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we help parents cultivate creativity and connection at home. I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. Well, hey there. Let's talk today about gratitude. Because gratitude is really the starting point, right? It's seriously the foundation for resiliency. It's that first step. If you start every day with gratitude, you'll build resiliency. That that elasticity or ability to recover more quickly from difficulties. In this episode, I want to share with you my own thoughts and journey of practicing gratitude, as well as a few fun ideas that you can do as a homeschooling parent with your family. It's not always the first thing that comes to mind, right? Gratitude is not always the first thing. We, we are more likely to get hung up on questions like, are we doing enough? Or maybe even feeling like we can't do this, but we don't want to admit that to anyone, or feeling critical, feeling critical of ourselves or our children, our partners, even the curriculum. But I can honestly say from personal experience that practicing gratitude brings more gratitude. Here is a great quote from Melody Beatty. Gratitude turns what we have into enough. Gratitude turns what we have into enough. There's uh, even science behind this, right, that shows how gratitude increases those feel-good chemicals in our brains, the chemicals that contribute to feelings of closeness, connection, and happiness. All of that comes with gratitude. So it's here, uh, it's Thanksgiving week here in the United States when this episode comes out. 
and happy Thanksgiving to all of those of you who are celebrating. Uh, I know that for many, it's been a very different year, right? It's 2020 and we've all had to make adjustments, maybe even accept a few disappointments. But when we focus on what we're grateful for, those feelings grow. Here's another great quote for you. This one comes from Neil Donald Walsh. And he said, the struggle ends when gratitude begins. <laughs> the struggle ends when gratitude begins. How do you practice gratitude? I know for me, I used to brush off the idea, right, of having any kind of conscious practice around gratitude. I would think, well, of course I'm grateful for some things, right? But when I started actually writing down three things I'm grateful for each day, right, before I drift off to sleep, I noticed that there were always some wonderful things from the day to make note of, right? Even when I thought the day was a bust, like even when I thought the whole day was a failure, I was often surprised to discover little things, little things that had gone well, little things that I was deeply grateful for. My friend Jane calls these signs of wonder. And these little signs, that we can make note of, they really help bring us hope, a sense of hope in a very deep way. Another practice I have is when I can't sleep. So when I'm lying awake at 3 a.m., uh, instead of you know my brain spinning on the lists of things that I didn't do or should do or whatever, um, I've started listing or thinking of all the things, naming, I guess, in my head, all of the things that I'm grateful for. And I just keep going until I fall back asleep, right? So instead of counting sheep, I don't even know if that's really a thing. Did anybody ever really count sheep? But <laughs> instead of counting sheep, I'm counting uh, all the things that I'm grateful for, everything I can think of. I find that even the next day, there are more things I notice, right? My gratitude grows. You know, what we focus on grows, you know that saying. So nowadays, I also write down what I'm grateful for first thing in the morning in my journal. There's a little section that just has five, you know, a spot for five things that I'm grateful for. And it just starts my day off on the right foot. It tunes me in to gratitude. This can really help set the tone for the entire day. So here I have now a few ideas for you for act activities that you can do uh, with your kids, right? To focus on and practice gratitude. I wanna share a few of those. So uh, here's one. Um, and we love picking one of these, right, during the week of Thanksgiving at our house. And there's, these are things that you can do with multiple ages, like multiple generations. Uh, one year, actually we did this for a number of years when the kids were in elementary, in the elementary grades, I think. So we would cut out uh, leaves, like leaf shapes from colored construction paper and put the leaves in a basket with, you know, some pens and scissors and, and string. And then 
I'd go outside and find a branch that was the perfect branch to bring to uh, make like a centerpiece in the dining room. So I put the branch in the middle of the dining room table and then uh, leave the basket of leaves out. And everybody was invited to write something that they're grateful for on a leaf. So on each leaf, there would be one thing that someone wrote you know, about what they were grateful for. And then at our Thanksgiving dinner, we would read all of the gratitude written on these leaves. Another idea is to collect uh, some tangible item like acorns. We have a lot of oak trees here. So we would, I would collect acorns and you could collect anything, right? Small items from nature or those little gems you might have in your house, whatever you want to collect and put them in a basket or a bowl. You know, we'd put it on our table or on the sideboard in the dining room, wherever you spend a lot of time and next to it, put an empty glass jar. So when everybody sits down to the meal or at some point, right, during the holidays, you could all sit in a circle together and each person takes uh, an item, an acorn out of the basket, mentions something that they're, they're grateful for and puts it into the jar. And that way you can see the gratitude grow, you know, as everybody mentions something, you can see the gratitude grow and then you have this jar full of these items that represent everything that you're grateful for. It's like a, a visual, a collective visual of your gratitude. Uh, this can also be done um, by just writing uh, a, what you're grateful for down on a card. So I, last year, actually, uh, at a larger extended family gathering, we took index cards and pens, that's it, super simple, little pieces of paper and pens, and, uh, and put them out. I think they were out Wednesday and Thursday of Thanksgiving weekend, and everybody was invited to write what they're grateful for on a card. So um, everybody wrote that down. We put them all in a basket, and then uh, during our meal, we passed the basket around, and each person would take a card out and read it right? It was not necessarily their card. It generally wasn't. I think one person got their own card. But uh, everybody would just read, you know, something that someone had written that they were grateful for. This can be fun to do too, where it's anonymous, and then you try to guess who wrote it. Um, but you can keep this one going through the holiday weekend if you want. Um, we all really want to be like seen and heard and appreciated. And this is a way to do that, to really connect heart to heart. So I hope these ideas uh, I've shared about practices, fun activities we've done in my family over the years, spark ideas for you, right? To come up with something simple and engaging for you to do during the holiday season. I just want to wrap up this episode with a wonderful quote from Rudolf Steiner. He's the founder of the Waldorf Approach to Education. And just keep in mind, he wrote this uh, probably a hundred years ago, right? Uh, and here's what, here's the short version of the quote, and then I'll read you the longer passage. He said, one can develop love in the best possible way through gratitude. One can develop love in the best possible way through gratitude. Okay, here's the longer passage. Nowadays, the feeling of gratitude is underestimated. 
Gratitude connects people with the world. It makes them feel part of the world. If one guides the child in such a way that it can develop gratitude or even the most for even the most unimportant or trivial things it meets in life, then that child does not close itself off from the world in egotism. Then it becomes altruistic. It feels itself to be a part of the environment. And when one has imparted to the child the feeling of gratitude, then one will realize that the basis for moral education has been planted. Because if one has taken care of this feeling of gratitude and gratitude is experienced as, a, as combat, compatible with all knowledge, then the feelings of the child will easily be penetrated by the love that the human being must have for the rest of humanity and ultimately for all creatures of the world. One can develop love in the best possible way through gratitude. Oh, so wonderful to think about how we experience gratitude, like really take it in and experience it in a deep way. So I'm keeping this episode a little short because it's a holiday week, like I said, here in the United States. But let me just say thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this podcast. And if you're feeling grateful for the Art of Homeschooling podcast, here's what I would love for you to do right now. If you would just take a few minutes to go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes or Podcast Addict, um, to rate and review this podcast, I would really, really appreciate it. So thanks. And, uh, and I have a little special gift for you to show you my gratitude. I have these sweet inspiration cards with quotes and tips from this episode. And you can find them in the show notes over on my website. So go to artofhomeschooling.com slash episode seven, and you can get your own inspiration cards. Remember this, practicing gratitude in conscious ways really can help it to grow. So find a practice that works for you to bookend your days with gratitude. Because gratitude elevates any activity into an act of prayer, and it leads to a sense of well-being. I'm so grateful for you and the important work that you're doing in the world by homeschooling your kids. Thank you. That's all for today, my friend. But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. 